0: You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of Locked On Giants. I'm Ed Valentine, along with co-host Pat Trainer, and we're coming to you after the Giants lost to the New Orleans Saints to fall to 1-3. Patty, uh, lots to go through uh, after Sunday's latest debacle.
0: That's for sure. I mean, I don't know where we're going to start with this. I feel like we're back to square one with this team. Well, how about we start with
1: this? How about we start with Ed can't pick games for beans?
0: (laughs) Don't feel so bad. I think my record's like, what, one in three, like the Giants? So don't feel so bad.
1: Well, you know, Patty, one of the things that I wrote Sunday night for Big Blue View is... Really, that I think coming off the game Sunday, last Sunday in Houston, I think the Giants fooled me and they probably fooled a lot of other people, too, when it came to thinking that this team was making progress, maybe that it was maybe better than we thought it was.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, the the Texans, not to take anything away from them, they're a good team defensively. They've got some good players on there. But you have to remember, they were coming into that game 0-2 like the Giants were at the time. Or, I'm sorry, 0-3 like the Giants were 0-2. Um, point being is, is that, you know, the Giants were the better of the, uh, of the winless teams at the time. And, and you know, uh, fast forward to this week, and we saw a lot of the problems that we saw against Dallas. And against Jacksonville, quite simply, the Giants offense unable, for whatever reason, to take advantage of a banged-up Saints defense and get the ball downfield and into the hands of Odell Beckham Jr. more than what they did.
1: Patty, I think that's where we have to start today, really, is in talking about this offense. And, and I, I know that, that in your prediction at Big Blue View and in mine and and in you know, some of the other staff writers at Big Blue View, I think we all thought looking at the way the giants played against the texans looking at a Houston, at a, a new orleans defense that was giving up you know 34 points a game worst in the league i think we all kind of thought you know this would be the week that the giants you know broke that 30 point barrier and and now we're at i think it's is it 30 Eight thirty-nine 39 games, including a playoff game, 39 games and counting at this point. It's ridiculous.
0: All I know is it's about two or three birthdays ago for me. So, yeah, it's been a long time.
1: Oh, jeepers. That means, you know, <laughs>
0: I, I had more hair then, too. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you still have a lot, even though you've been pulling it out over this team.
1: Oh, I don't know, Patty. You know, it's, I, I don't know, you know, where to... I don't know where to start in assessing blame but there it's just this this team this offense with with playmakers like Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard who's playing very well and Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram when he's healthy and we know that that Ingram didn't play Sunday but with the playmakers that this team has with a two-time winning Super Bowl quarterback you know with a With a play caller in Pat Shermer who's had so much success throughout his career designing offenses and calling plays, it just seems like this offense should be better than it is. If not a juggernaut, it should be at least functional. And and right now, most of the time, it doesn't even seem functional.
0: No, it doesn't. And I think there's a couple places we can look with this offense. I think the first place we've got to start is with the offensive line. And I think, you know, the line wasn't horrible in that they didn't give up a ton of sacks. I think they only gave up three sacks against the Saints. But that's three sacks too many. And you've got to remember, at this point, Eli Manning, you know, he's absorbed a lot of hits, a lot of sacks over, you know, the last few years. I got to think he's shell-shocked. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. And then you add into the equation a guy who isn't a mobile quarterback who's going to just stand there and just you know try and step up into the pocket it's just not a good combination right now and and what my biggest concern is is that you know Eli is hearing footsteps he's feeling the the heat whether it's there or not and he's just you know not taking the shots downfield that he used to take and and it's just you know it's ruining him it's ruining the offense and And uh, I'm not sure if there's a fix for it, to be honest with you.
1: Patty, I don't know how much blame Eli gets for Sunday. As I wrote at Big Blue View in my game analysis, there's no doubt in my mind that he takes at least some of the blame. Um, We talked to Pat Shermer after the game, and... Shermer said that the Giants called several play action passes with the idea of trying to get the ball down the field, you know, trying to challenge the Saints, and that because of you know what he termed soft zone coverage by New Orleans, that those plays for the most part ended up being check downs. Now, neither you nor I at this point, and, and folks should should know that. We're we're sitting in the Giants lunchroom at this point recording off of our phones. So if if we don't sound a hundred percent fantastic, you know, we're we're not in our normal setups today. We're we're sitting in the lunchroom recording, you know, on Sunday evening. You know, but but Shermer the point that I was going to make is Shermer said, you know, that that those plays often turned into checkdowns. we have not had the opportunity yet to to re-watch the game to look and see if there were indeed opportunities you know for the Giants to get the ball down the field that Eli turned down but this turned into another one of those games where it was you know I, I think that the new term for the Giants passing attack has to be five yards in a cloud of dust
0: yeah I like it I mean it's clever but you know it's also unfortunate we have to go that way you know coming into this year you you thought okay a new offensive line you thought the addition of Saquon Barkley the return of Odell Beckham Jr. you know Evan Ingram uh, Sterling Shepard you figured this would be a potent offense and the one element that hasn't changed is the quarterback and you know Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer both said numerous times that Eli has a lot of football left, and he maybe he does. But the problem, as I see it, is, is that he's shell shocked. I mean, there's no other way to explain this.
1: Patty, as I said, we're gonna have to re- we're gonna have to look at the film and see if there were opportunities that he turned down. But you and I have both been defenders of Eli Manning's for, for, you know, for eons now, it seems like, but, you know, the constant in all of this through different coaches and different coordinators and, and, and different offensive lines and different running backs and, and different wide receivers, the constant for the last several years has been the quarterback, and the one thing, as you said, that you have to worry about with Eli Manning is since the 2012 season you know we're we're seven years removed now from the Super Bowl from the last Super Bowl there has been a lot of bad football played there have been a lot of bad offensive lines placed in front of Eli Manning he's taken a lot of hits they've lost a lot of football games You, you have to believe that there's a cumulative effect on the man and and I think that's just human nature. There, how can there not be? You just wonder, you know, if – what I know for a fact is that the Giants can't win football games if they're not going to challenge defenses. And, and I don't know, you know, how much of that is on Eli. You have to believe some of it is on Eli. And, and, and at this point, you don't know how much of that, if, if he's looking to get rid of the ball – you know, more quickly than he needs to. You just don't know if that's going to change.
0: Yeah, it's really a catch 22 situation for them. I mean, you know, how long until, you know, the fans and the media start screaming for a more mobile quarterback in order to salvage this thing? But, you know, your point's well taken. I mean, the offensive line continues to be a work in progress, it is not where it needs to be. And look, I've defended Eli for years. And, you know, I will still defend him. But at the same time, I'm not blind. I see the problems that are developing. And, you know, it, it's a hard situation if you're Eli Manning because you know you want to play better. You know you want to make the throws and the plays that you're capable of making. But if you're constantly feeling the pressure and somebody is coming after you, you know, now it becomes a reflex. And that's kind of hard to break.
1: Yes, yes, it is definitely hard to break, Patty. Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, Odell Beckham specifically, and we will talk about uh, some of the other aspects of Sunday's loss by the Giants to New Orleans. Giants fans, let's talk about advice. Patty and I are always being asked for it, but one thing we can't do is tell you who is going to win or lose the games. If you think you know you've got to check out MyBookie. MyBookie has been in business for years, has great online reviews, and offers an easy-to-use mobile site. You win, MyBookie pays. It's that simple. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Wait until after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and MyBookie will give you an extra $25 free play on deposits of more than $100. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate this special offer for our listeners. With MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid.
0: Hey, Giants Nation. Need a little extra swag for game day? Loci has got your back with their brand new game day collection. If you haven't heard this name before, well, let me tell you about Loci. Their high-quality bracelets come with an amazing message and support incredible causes. The Loci bracelet comes in giant's colors and holds water from Mount Everest, the highest point on Earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on Earth. It's a daily reminder to keep balance in life between the highs and the lows. Since Loci is friends of the Locked on Giants podcast, they are offering you an exclusive discount of 25% off all game day collection bracelets. Visit loki.com, that's L-O-K-A-I.com, and use the promo code GIANTS25 to take advantage of this amazing deal.
1: Okay, Giants fans, Ed Valentine and Pat Trina here on Locked on Giants. As we continue breaking down Sunday's loss to the New Orleans Saints. Patty, um, I think that we need to talk about Odell Beckham. And there's a couple of aspects to Beckham. Um, A little bit like Eli Manning. His numbers in the end look fine. You know, on Sunday, seven catches for 60 yards. That looks okay. Just like Manning's numbers look okay. But a lot of that was compiled At the end of the game, I I think I looked at the the last two drives of the game. uh, Beckham got 40 of his 60 receiving yards when the game was already over. So, I mean, there's two things to look at. You have to start to wonder with Odell Beckham if there is a little bit of that explosiveness that he used to have that's missing because we're just not seeing the big plays And the other thing to talk about is some of the kind of curious remarks that he made post-game.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as the explosiveness is concerned, kind of hard to say. I'd have to watch tape of him now versus, you know, before his injury to really, you know, speak of that intelligently. Um, But, you know, you mentioned his comments that were brought up uh, after the game. and. They were kind of curious and, um, you know, we're going to paraphrase here because I don't have the exact quotes in front of me, but he made a comment about, you know, how he made some sacrifices, how he made some changes, how he's been working his tail off, you know, six, you know, five, six days a week and, you know, and, and it all goes to waste, you know, in 60 minutes of football because they're not winning. Now Odell is a guy we know hates to lose. He said it. He's very passionate about it. But we also saw tonight there were a couple of instances where he was sitting on the bench, pouting, over what was going on. And you know I get it. He's emotional. He wears his emotions on his sleeves. He hates to lose. But pouting's not going to solve anything. It's just going to make you look bad. And and I was a little disappointed to see that. You know, I, I I almost would rather have seen Odell get up and, you know, play cheerleader, if you will, than to sit there and pout and, and frown and scowl.
1: And Odell has done that in other games, but today it seemed to wear on him. As the, Giants, as the game got away from the Giants, it seemed to wear on him. As, you know, Pat Shermer said that Odell got, I think Pat's, I think Shermer's words were... Uh, Got his little catches today, but he got nothing really that was an impact play. He got a twenty-three yard catch, which again was in what I would call garbage time of the game, you know, when the game was already basically decided. Um, and and I don't know if I don't know if it's if it's by design that the Giants just aren't getting any deep shots to Odell, you know. But but he did seem frustrated. Uh, he did seem to be you know, down after the game and, and, and you don't want to see that he's a leader of this football team. He brings energy to this football team. And, and if he's despondent or out of it a little bit, um, you know, then that's going to, that's going to be reflected through the rest of the team, through the rest of the guys, they'll notice it. Uh, you know, and, and it just, it, it, it's difficult. I mean, I don't want to be critical of O'Dell because it's, you know, it's a tough situation. The Giants are losing again and and, and it's hard, but but he needs to be you know, he needs to be a leader for this team. The Giants, they're looking they're looking for energy from him in addition to big plays. And, and I I just like you, Patty, it bothered me to see him sitting alone. You know, it bothered me to see him you know, not not engaged on the sideline, um, and, and the comments after the game, you know, showed some frustration that uh, that that I thought was a little bit unfortunate.
0: Yeah, um, you're, you're absolutely right. It's just Odell's the type of personality that when he's electrified, you know, and he's excited and he's he's spewing out energy, that rubs off on everybody. We've seen it happen. And when he goes the opposite direction, frustrated and whatnot, I mean, it just seemed to me, and I I didn't look at the sideline as often, you know, as as I normally do, but the times I did, it just seemed like the the energy on the sideline was lacking. You know, it was like they were just sitting there, you know, accepting the beating that they were getting from the Saints. I know they weren't, but that's how it looked to me, you know, the few times I looked over on the Giants' sideline. Patty, let's, uh, let's take
1: one more quick break. You know, we, we spent a good bit of time there talking about Odell. Let's take one more quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the, uh, the Giants' defense, and we'll talk a little bit about to where the Giants go from here. Giants fans, we all love a night out, whether that's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite sports team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show or sporting event of your choice at a great price vivid seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice to make things even better vivid seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of 200 or more go to the app store or google play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats, make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, Giants fans, Ed Valentine and Patricia Traina here on Locked On Giants, and we are breaking down the Giants' latest loss this one on Sunday to the New Orleans Saints. The Giants are uh, one and three at the at the season's quarter poll and you know we we look at this team and and entering the season we thought oh look at all these weapons the Giants have on offense and they've got this veteran quarterback who should be able to stand at the line of scrimmage and pick teams apart you know and and get weapon and get the ball to all of these guys so the Giants should be lighting up the scoreboard you know the, the question is you know do they have a defense that can stop anybody? And and through four games, you know, the defense has not been the problem for the most part. The defense has been fine, and on Sunday again, I think the defense did everything humanly possible to keep the
0: Giants in the game. They did, and uh, we also probably should add they were also the victim of of a BS call, a horse collar call that... I'm still trying to figure out what the heck the referees saw because that didn't look like no horse collar to me. And I'm I'm referring to the call against Janoris Jenkins, which extended a Saints scoring drive. Um, I, but, I think that only
1: cost the Giants three points, but it still cost... It still cost them points. It cost them points, and but, it cost them three or four minutes of, of possible possession of the ball, too.
0: exactly. Exactly. And, you know, look, the defense, they'll sit there and tell you that they weren't perfect, that they could play better, that they gave up the 33 points, et cetera, et cetera. But I think in the beginning, they held that the, the, the game close, as they have done in past, you know, weeks this season. And at some point, you know, you can only do so much. You've got to have the other side help you out. Otherwise, things are going to get away from you. And unfortunately... They got away from the Giants in the second half. And and there was, like I said, there's only so much defense can do at that point.
1: You know, Patty, I look at it like this. There's not enough pass rush. There are not enough turnovers being created. But in the first half, playing against a juggernaut of an offense you know a team that came into the game averaging 34.6 or 7 points a game you know a team with with Drew Brees at quarterback four times the Saints drove down the field and four times that defense kept them out of the end zone a game that could have been over at halftime was 12 to 7 because the defense held and gave the Giants a chance at some point, with no help from the offense, the defense was eventually going to wilt, and we saw that. And we we saw that as the game wore on. We saw some third down conversions that that probably shouldn't have happened. Some broken tackles, but I think you know guys get tired and they get demoralized as well. And but I just don't think I don't think you can pin. Despite the fact that there are weaknesses on this defense, you can't pin the situation the Giants are in, and you can't pin Sunday's loss on that
0: defense. I agree. I mean, they did what they could. And like you said, the more times they have to stay on the field, and I believe the Saints won the time of possession, you know, they're going to get tired. And and, and it goes back to what I was saying about that energy on the sideline. When you see the offense kind of sitting there and they're like, looking dazed and confused. You know, if I'm a defensive player, I'm like, what the heck are you guys doing? Come on, get excited. Do something. Show some life. And that, you know, if I'm watching that, I say to myself as a defensive player, well, you know what? They're sitting there like zombies. They don't care. Why the heck should I care? Yeah, and
1: I, and I don't necessarily think it's that they don't care, Patty. I think that, you know, we, we, we talked to... Uh, center John Greco after the game and you could tell in in talking to Greco that that they're stumped they don't understand it they know they have better talent you know than the results you know would indicate they know that they should be playing better and I really don't think they understand it and I think that that maybe that lack of emotion or lack of enthusiasm that you see is simply because you use the word shell-shocked in relation to Eli Manning and maybe it applies to the entire offense maybe you know I think they're a little mystified as to you know, as to what's going on
0: well join the club because I sure as heck can't figure it out I mean from the outside looking in I think they're shell-shocked. I think, you know, they're not playing together. And I go back to, you know, the preseason when they didn't get the reps together, you know, in the games. And I understand, you know, you you give some of the veterans, you know, a few plays off or you give them a, a game off. But you had a new system. You had new coaches. You had new pieces to the puzzle. I just felt like they should have had more opportunities to play together. And I think we're still seeing that offense trying to come together and gel.
1: I think so, Patty. I mean, the question is, you know, one and three, a quarter of the season gone. Sunday was an opportunity for the Giants to really get themselves to 500. I think the Eagles lost on Sunday. You know, had the Giants been able to win, they would have put themselves at two and two, which, you know, believe it or not, I think, I think would tie them for the, you know, for the for the lead in the NFC East at this point.
0: If Dallas is at if Dallas is at two and two, which I believe they are, they would have been a half a game technically behind them. But your point's well taken. Two and two looks a lot better than one and three at this point.
1: You know, and I'm also sitting here thinking we've we've enjoyed, you know, talking with Pat Shermer. We've enjoyed the fact that that he seems pretty calm. We've enjoyed the way that he's that he's run his program. Pat Shermer Sunday after the game was testier and shorter in his answers than I have ever seen him. And you can see that after four games with with Odell, you know with, with the testiness of of Shermer's answers a little bit, this is not going well for the Giants. It's not going the way that they hoped it would. And, and the question is, can they still turn this around and end up having a good season and I don't know at this point
0: I don't either because I I don't know that we've seen the real Giants yet I don't know that they know who the real Giants are and and you know as each week piles up you know your injuries are happening right now you know they're without Evan Ingram for a couple weeks maybe even longer um you it's just, I don't know what, what the future brings. I just see more of the same from the past. And it's it's frustrating because they're better than this on paper. But, you know, it's just not showing up. And I, I we talked about this before. We talked about how um, Gettleman, Dave Gettleman, is not going to fix this in one year. And we are seeing that now. He's just... You know, give them a couple years to straighten this out, especially with the offensive line, which is I, I I still say is part of the you know a big part of the problem. But uh, just just a lot of work for this team to still do, and a lot of you know times run out.
1: And and the difficulty with with
0: that, Patty, is
1: yes we know, and yes you're absolutely a hundred percent right that you know when you when you go from three and thirteen, and when you're taking over a program that has gone to the playoffs one time in 6 seasons you can't fix every problem and build a super bowl caliber roster in one off season but it, the problem with with saying it's going to take a while and incremental improvement or let's get a little better and and let's be happy if we get to 7 and 9 or 8 and 8 the problem is that you have gone all in on a 37-year-old quarterback, so you don't have time for baby steps.
0: No, you really don't. And, and you know, it, it, it's also factoring into the equation, I think, is the fact you're coming up on the, the end of the CBA in 2020, which is not that far away, and, you know, it looks like there's going to be a work stoppage. So... Just the whole timing of things, you know, people say, well, why don't they start over with a new quarterback? At this point, you know, if, if, if you think there's going to be a work stoppage, I just wonder if they're saying to themselves, you're right, let's bleed all we can out of Eli Manning, and then we'll start fresh after, you know, the new CBA comes in. I mean, that's something I think you have to consider as well.
1: Patty, I don't know exactly. Uh, I don't know exactly what the long-term plan is. I, I just know that the first quarter of the season hasn't gone well. I know, looking ahead, the Giants are on the road against Carolina. Then they're at home against the Eagles. They will be fairly significant underdogs in both of those games. So, unfortunately, this looks like it could get worse before it gets better.
0: Oh, boy. Batting down the hatches, Ed, it's going to be a rough ride these next few weeks.
1: Well, Giants fans, on that bit of happy news, we will call it a show for today. We thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye now.